Welcome to the With You Always podcast, brought to you by Come Follow Me, where we invite followers of Jesus Christ to share reflections and wisdom from the journey. Our hope is to instill a recognition that God is indeed with us always. Today, Zach Krieger shares what God has been doing in his life. So today is the Assumption, the Feast of the Assumption, and there's a couple things that are on my mind to pray about, to invite you to pray as well. Um, One, I'm recalling a conversation with a friend, and hopefully I'm attributing all these things to the correct author and stuff like that, but who knows. Uh, I think he was talking about Jean Carbone, and he is a uh, French priest and the main author of the fourth part of the Catechism on Prayer. He also wrote a book called The Wellspring of Worship, and in that book, he meditates on the place of the liturgy in the Christian life and how that connects us to the life of Christ. And he points out that from the moment Jesus ascended, all of creation through the liturgy is kind of almost like magnetized and is is ascending with him. He's kind of pulling creation up with him. And that's kind of his vision of, of the liturgy is Jesus kind of hefting all of us up into the heavens with him, into the space where our our space and God's space overlap, right? Like Eden was and how this earth kind of can be in its greatest moments and how it will be in the parousia in heaven when God is all in all, when, uh, you know, time as we know it has kind of ended and an eternity kind of begins. We get our bodies back, all that good kind of stuff. And so that, that got me thinking a little bit about the assumption of Mary and how she is assumed bodily into heaven. Right, so she's she's partaking of that before we will. And that's one of the things that we hold as Catholics, that she's such a great model for us in that she received everything, obviously, to a higher degree than we ever will. But she received everything before we do. So she received sanctifying grace back in her soul in a way that human beings hadn't had since Adam and Eve. And then she received Jesus bodily. And then she had a deep, intimate communion with our Lord. And she heard all these saving truths that in 30 years Jesus gave to everyone else. And St. Ignatius in the spiritual exercises even assumes, even though it's not in Scripture, that Jesus would have appeared to her first after his resurrection. That would be the first apparition. But it's kind of fitting, in his mind at least, um, that that wouldn't be recorded in Scripture because she is so kind of hidden. Her life is kind of hidden in Christ. And so her assumption is a moment that we get to look forward to. And we can just kind of meditate what that would have been like. I, I remember praying with this mystery um, of the rosary and just praying with this mystery in general in college and kind of thinking, you know, what would that have been like? Did he appear to her as she laid on her deathbed? And took her into heaven. Um, you know, did she die and then immediately was kind of resurrected? And I know 
there's people much more qualified and there's theological debates about all those kinds of things, but just to meditate on what that would have been like, you know, what her prayer was like in between Jesus' ascension and then her own assumption, um, where he pulled her up to be with him in heaven. And that she gets all that stuff and that in some way that would be in store for us if we're just faithful and kind of hold on. So that's one thing to pray about. That's one thing that's kind of on my mind with this feast. And the second thing is the moving of the solemnity to to Sunday. Kind of, it's usually a holy day of obligation and we're not obliged uh, to go to mass on this day. And uh, I know because I've complained to myself about things like that, about the feast being or the, uh, sorry, the obligation being removed because it's too close to a Sunday and stuff like that. And many Catholics, we roll our eyes. We, we um, complain about it. Some appreciate it different ways. And it just got me thinking that that's just completely the wrong way to look at it. Um, that I take this feast of Mary who's so obedient and, uh, and in my own way I can just kind of roll my eyes and, and spend the day wringing my hands Instead of really celebrating the feast, I can still keep the feast. We can all still attend the Mass. We can all still be recollected in this mystery during this day. We can call upon the Lord all day. The feast is still the feast. But I find that kind of rebellious spirit in me that uh, naysays anyone that doesn't attend, you know, Holy Days of Obligation. It's still a mortal sin. There's still stuff like that. But spending my my time kind of naysaying that, and even to the point of naysaying in my own mind, you know, bishops are the authority of the church. And that rebellious spirit that's still a part of that. You can critique and things like that, but you but we can't critique in rebellion. Um, we can't we can't critique in pride. That that is kind of the anti-Marian way. And so in my mind, this feast, I'm using this as a way to meditate on Mary's obedience and how she kept her eyes fixed wholly on Christ. She did the things that she was asked and obliged to do. She was devout. She kept all things in her heart. And there wasn't an ounce of rebellion in her it was just pure humility and, and obedience. And so I think on this assumption, where I'm sure some of us are having some of these same conversations, I'm assuming the audience of this podcast would would uh, have similar thoughts to me on this one. Um, and, and we might have that inner struggle, and it might come out in that sense of rebellion. And I think we just need to step into this mystery more and really ponder it deeply in our hearts and so as an invitation to a greater humility greater obedience to realize that we can still keep this feast we're not being held back from keeping the feast and and we could hold ourselves back by spending the whole day um you know hand wringing in a certain way that uh, you know i've i've countless feasts that the obligation has been removed or something like that i've done that for i just want to strive to not do that this time so there's a couple pieces of meditation. So happy feast day and uh, may our blessed mother hold us in her prayers. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hi everyone, my name is Eric Gallagher, the founder of Sushipe, the online community and formation platform for disciples. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to encourage you to check out our online community at sushipe.co. That's S-U-S-C-I-P-E dot C-O. At sushipe.co, we're constantly offering free book studies, self-guided mini retreats, opportunities for family fun, prayer, and more. If you're interested in engaging with a community of individuals who are desiring to grow deeper in their spiritual lives, check out sushipe.co and get involved today.